Just a reminder, our podcast deals with crimes that are often violent and graphic in nature, so listener discretion is advised. So when in doubt, leave the kids out. Now, please let us take you back in time. Hey, old time crime gal listeners, it's here, Melissa, with my partner in crime, Shannon. Telling crime telling. Yes, <laughs> partner in crime telling. Telling, Because we don't break the law. Never. Um, however, looking at recent news articles, and she's, I don't watch the news because, you know. I read it. I read it more than, I don't watch it, but I read Shannon it. Shannon was catching me up on all the horrible stuff that's happened lately that makes me have no more hope for humanity. Well, of course, we're in the United States, so it's yes. all across the United States. A lot of things Why happening. are little six-year-olds beating up kids and 12-year-olds murdering their brothers? Like, parents, get it together. Yes, yes. And I feel like I can say that, because get it together. Because we're parents, and we've got kids. Gosh. And your kids are going to school with those watch kids. Watch what they watch on YouTube. Or, yeah. Have a conversation. That's right. Have multiple conversations. They should not be watching Jesus. horror films at a young age because they it, don't know the difference between oh reality and fiction. And it's just sad. So. No sense of permanent. Death is permanent. That's right. I think that they is. They think that's they the just can come thing. back. Right. Yep. I'm going to hurt you and you'll come back. That's right. And it doesn't work that way. And no. they don't know. They can't make big decisions. It's like I heard someone say today. Some 18-year-olds can't make big decisions. That's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> you cannot buy a house. You cannot, you know, there's a lot that you cannot do <sighs> until you're over 18 years old. You cannot drive until you're a certain age. There's big decisions that you I cannot mean, make. I, well, there's something someone told me, like, they got a, the guy got his pilot's license and, like, was licensed to fly a plane, but he wasn't old enough to rent one. He wanted to go on vacation. He couldn't rent. He oh, had a license. He had to be like 21 yeah. or something. So he, he went through all the training, got certified, got his pilot's license, wasn't even old enough to rent the plane. Well, another news article, since we're talking about planes, and I think it was California, this 18-year-old was flying a plane and with his family and his grandmother in the back, and they were going to eat breakfast or something. This was just in the news. So they just casually jump in the plane to go eat, go eat breakfast? I'm or? assuming, <laughs> but something went wrong, and he had to land the plane on like a highway. It just happened recently. Um, and we're in 2023, January. So it just happened around Christmas or a little after. And his grandmother's in the back crying and like, oh, no, we're going to die. Yeah. And things like that. And he lands the plane successfully only 18 years old. Well, good for him. Yeah. So it was pretty amazing. But yeah. So, so yeah, some some kids are amazing. And some kids right now are a little, little, little least parenting. Yes, <laughs> definitely. And boundaries. And you're the parent. Wow. You're the parent. They do not run the household. This is your bi-weekly, bi-monthly yes. reminder. You're the parent. We see a lot. So, and, oh. and, and, and it leads to crime. And then we have to talk about it. We prefer not to talk about kids. I don't like talking about kids. No, well, there always will be something for us to talk about because we are human and people do stupid things. But yes, the first the children was... in the news articles lately just makes me so sad. Very... The six-year-old who shot the teacher. Yeah, six. It is. Like, why sad. are you have access to a firearm at six? Yes. And, oh. and a lot of it's just responsibility because we all grow up in different areas and are used to different things, <laughs> and it's a responsibility of the parents. Well, we're uh, we're winging it tonight because life happens and, you know, research and all that stuff is hard sometimes. It so, is. we are getting together um, to tell a story that happened in our neck of the woods area that we know a lot about. So, it's easier for to roll that out. And it's so funny because the documentary or the the episode of, I think it was on Snapped, or either Killer, the Killer Couples and then there was another one. Describe our town. As this quaint southern town where nothing happens and people leave their doors unlocked and 
this shocked the community. No, no. Someone who's in the community, it did not shock the community. No. We lock our doors. Yes. <laughs> and as of now, we are terrified of our community. <laughs> they don't even hide the bodies anymore. They just show up on the side of the road. <laughs> I mean, that's sad, but I mean, it's it, it's almost so sad you have to laugh at it. And I mean, I think, they literally do not hide bodies anymore. No. They find them on the weekly, on the side of the road. People don't care, but it's everywhere. It's just yeah, everywhere. It's sad. So... I think every <sighs> every county, every state, every city in the country. Did they ever find out who shot in that, other those people in the car at the business place where the kids were yes, found okay? they did. They, they did? did? Mm-hmm. Okay. They got a yeah, guy. It's crazy, man. Things are crazy. Very. So, yes. Whew. You're probably, so, wherever you live, I'm sure it's crazy, too. Whether yeah. it's a different country, we're just in a time of crime yeah. and, and consequences. There's no consequences. That in the in the in the media footage, it's everywhere. But true, you, true. Easy access to what happened, and people talk about it and they share it. Like it took, of course, back in the old time crime days where we started talking about it, it took forever for people to find out what was going on, and now it's like instant. Right, <laughs> right. People are filming them the crime well, and, and probably happening. TikTok videos. Oh gosh, it. well they've had people on TikTok actually live yes. stream murders and yes. stuff. It's crazy. Those are things you used to watch Which on TV. I'm not on TikTok or I don't have Instagram. And be careful with your children on that too. <laughs> <clears throat> anyway, off our soapbox. That there we go. Been for five minutes. Hope y'all are doing well. Thanks for tuning in and listening again. Hanging out with us. We're going to talk about um, the Bowling Funeral Home, which was a, I didn't realize it was a chain of funeral homes. Oh, okay. He had several. Okay. I did not know that. Well, so he was actually, he grew up. Mark Bowling, we're talking about his name's Mark. Um, his parents were successful um, in the mortuary business. So, and he was kind of awkward and nerdy and got bullied when he was a kid. And that kind of like made him hang out with the family more often, like hang out at the funeral, funeral home and learn the business. I mean, but he did, I mean, so he ended up opening his own funeral homes. But when he was 27, he opened up the one here, Bowling Funeral Home, and it was successful. And I think they had one in Tarboro and um you know he was kind of wanted to hide behind that when he was younger but then as he graduated college and he opened these funeral homes and was coming into money he wanted to flash it everywhere Mm -hmm. so now he's all wearing the nice clothes wearing the expensive watches driving the nice cars trying to just do this whole other image that i'm like the thing you can't bully me anymore right because i'm on top i have money now is he from do you know where he originally came from if his family was in the business. I believe it was around, I want to say Winston. Okay. Don't quote me on that. I'll, I'll find She's out. She's going to look that up. But, you know, just think about it. That's if you, do you know? So, I know me growing up, my family would go to the same funeral home for years and years and years. And so, it was a generational. A lot of times, it was a family business. And then the children would go into working at the funeral home. And then possibly their children. And so... There are great people because you have to have great people that run funeral homes and they're very compassionate. And I always thought I would enjoy helping people, but I don't want to be a part of the body part. And so, yeah, well, my, <laughs> but that's part of the funeral home. Well, my, um, and I remember this, my biology teacher in high school, oh, he told us one day, he said, if you want job security. Yes. You either, um, I can't even remember what the other one was, but either go into the funeral business and can't or taxes. Or taxes. Because people need to pay their taxes and they're going to die at some point. That's right. That's so right. So you will always be needed. That's right. Those <clears throat> are the two things. 
Um, it just says that he operated several funeral homes in East North Carolina. I'm sure it's on the web somewhere, but because we don't want to bother y'all with those details. Um, he was from around here. He's from a wealthy, well-to-do so wealthy family, family who already was in the business. And then he opened up the one here and then one in Tarboro. So he had several. Okay. Um, but he actually crossed paths with someone named Rose Vincent. Who was from Middlesex? Okay, which is like a stoplight. I don't even think they have a stop. Do they have a stoplight? I they may so, have. Yeah. By now, they may have I'll a stoplight. I think when I was in high school, it was like we're a crossroads. That's yes. it. <laughs> um, but so she was from there, and the podcast described her as like poverty stricken as an average. And I was like, um, these people are they're She was probably like us. I mean, like middle class. Yes. Like wasn't the top of the top of the chain, but wasn't exactly like right. I don't know. I don't believe they, we they, have they poverty in America sound. half the time. But. Yeah. <clears throat> but anyway. And so she crossed paths with him at some point. And, of course, he was wealthy. Did she look at, work at a grocery store? She did. But, okay. um, Not in the beginning. I know in the beginning, like before he married his wife, he had a relationship with her. Okay. And they were, um, she was really smitten and thought, like, I could go places with this guy. He's making money and this, that, and the other. Okay. But then he met his wife. Okay. And his wife was also on track to be a wealthy, successful person. And his status mattered more than who he really, who cared, he yeah. really cared about. Or even if he, I, I don't know if he really cared about her as much as he did or just used her as means to an end, which we'll, we'll get to. But um, he broke it off with her. Like okay. they had an on and off again thing. And like he didn't talk to her. He married Julie. Julie was a radiation oncology therapist at Nash General. Okay. Um, so she was wake- making good money. He was making good money. Uh, had the successful funeral homes. They bought a house in River Glen, which they showed it on, on the TV. And in the podcast was like the most affluent neighborhood in the area. No, it's not. <laughs> it's not. They're much prettier neighborhoods in the area. But there are some nice houses in, in um, River Glen, which is not far from me. But, well, that's um, why when you see stuff on TV or hear things, you always need sound, to check it. Yeah, yes. they make it sound like this is a quiet little... It's just different when you live there. It's different when you live there. Which is anywhere. And I'm sure people say that about, like, beachy tourist towns. They see the ads and they're like, it ain't that great. Like, yes. it's not that great <laughs> because I'm here all the time. But, um, so, Mark... But you had the ocean. Who cares? I know, right? <laughs> today, I know we always end up talking about the weather, but it was so nice today. I know it's winter and I really want snow and I don't think it's going to happen. It makes me sad. But today, I rolled the windows down, had the music going down the highway. We could take the kids outside at the playground, you know, at work. And if you closed your eyes, you almost felt like you were at the beach because the wind was so bad. Yes. It reminded me coming off the water. I'm like, it feels like the beach day. Just pretend. It feels like the beach. And then I stood on the wooden swing set and it was creaking. And I was like, it's almost like a pier. It sounds almost like a pier. <laughs> I'm not at work. I am at the beach. Um, got wow. me through my day. <laughs> but, um, but, yeah, it felt really nice today. So, Julie. Yes. So, she worked at Nash General Hospital. But Mark, apparently, was not so happy in his home life, as sometimes people with money are. And he would often... And I don't understand the reasoning behind it. But for some reason, in his funeral home, there was an apartment upstairs, like with a bedroom, that he justified having it in there sometimes he had to stay overnight for business now i can understand because you have people pass in the middle of the night and so they'll have someone go get the okay. person in the okay, middle maybe. of the night 
personal experience, but well, he wouldn't like person. security or some well, bot, like not necessarily the owner of the place. So think about an EMS, right? So think about somebody at EMS, they're on call because if somebody does pass and they want that funeral home, they'll go or they may have to drive a good distance to go get a body. So maybe when they get back, instead of going home, since they're still working their shift, kind of like a shift, maybe oh, I'm assuming. I, I don't know think, for sure. Maybe I was, I don't really know that much about this. Yes. I assume they would either end up like at the hospital morgue until like an autopsy could be done or something. But not everybody gets one. True. So if they go get like. Well, I guess natural causes you wouldn't need. Right, right. So they may go get them at two or three in the morning. And so they have someone, I think, on call to handle that so that they can go ahead and get them back. Okay, so maybe that justifies the necessity of having a bedroom, but not Sorry a stripper pole in. in the corner. No, no. <laughs> So is that outfitted with a wet bar? Oh wow! Yeah, so it was like a bachelor pad. I mean, I was just trying to say why they might have somewhere to sleep, but not a bachelor pad. Yeah, so there's a stripper pole and um, a wet bar and other things above the the funeral home where he would throw parties and order women up from escort services. Which I mean, I know they're everywhere. We hear that seven was you know they often killed um, sex workers, prostitutes, but. You just don't ever think, where would you, how would you know to call one up? Where would you right. go to find one? But I guess you We're not in be. that world, are yeah. we? <laughs> no, we're not. We're too, I don't want to be. <laughs> we're uh, too good for that. Yes. Like, you don't know. it's illegal. It's <laughs> yes, that's right. But anyway, so apparently. Did his wife know? That, I guess she I didn't know. I don't think she knew. Okay. I, think, I don't think she had any clue. He probably said he was staying late to work or and had to go. And if she was a. Uh, radiation oncology i'm pretty sure she was probably on call a lot or like she oh, had a lot of hours true. too yeah that's true um but you know they're they're married julie probably thought happily mark did not so he would um often order up his women from diamond escorts and rocky mount um which i'm surprised they put their name in print apparently they're must not be in service anymore because <laughs> it is yeah. illegal business um but there is a uh, one particular lady ashley brown was hired by Mark at least eight or nine times to come to this little apartment above the funeral home. And he openly admitted that he wanted his wife dead on several occasions and often asked her if she knew anybody who could do it. Oh, wow. And of course she's like, ah, ha, 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 and just didn't think he was serious. If someone asks you more than once, assume they're serious. Yes. Call somebody. Yes. Be like, hey, check this out. I don't know if it's worth looking into or not, but this might happen. So going back, we had to stop for a second. So, yeah, so someone tells you, I plan on having someone killed. Do you know where I can find someone? No one normal says that. No. Did the, this lady get charged with anything later? Or? No, okay. no. Um, she just, like, thought he was joking, and then two weeks later saw him on, like, TV. Oh, and wow. then he's like, oh, wait. He's- then she came out to the media. So she actually is on, rec- on record on her article. So this is what she said. So this is, quote, he did ask me to shoot his wife at Golden East Mall to have her killed where he could get a life policy out on her to get out of his financial binds because his funeral home in Tarboro was getting shut down, end quote. So I don't, I know he had some money troubles because he was spending a lot of money, especially his, his women and his parties and his alcohol and his little yes, uh, his status abode thing. up there. And he also went on like these elaborate vacations and he was a scuba diver and all this stuff, and of course, probably belonged to the country club and like right. uh, all all these things, the fancy cars. 
And we've talked about it before. Anyone who has a lot of money, for some reason, they just spend it all and they go into debt and they can't hold on to it or invest right. it. Right. That's right. Um, so she came out to, but then her boss tried to discredit her, like, oh, she's only trying to save face now because of what she might be into. Because obviously, she had to come forward and say, what she I'm did. a stripper yeah. and this is how I know. And so I don't know what happened with that, but that was the end of what I saw. In, in and of course, her boss would not want to be brought out in the open either. So, right. But so on December 8th, 2006, so um, Julie didn't show up for work. And she was the type of person who was punctual, who always showed up. Or if she didn't have, she would have a reason why. And she would let people know what was going on. So they knew something wasn't right. So one of her coworkers rode by her house to see what was going on. So the garage door was up. And she, you know, kind of peeked in to see what was going on. And they found Julie in a pile of blood laying on her garage floor. Oh, man. And so, of course, police were called. And uh, they couldn't find any, like, physical evidence. There was no sign of a break-in. Like, the doors weren't tampered with. There wasn't a robbery. Nothing was missing. The girl had a three-carat diamond on her finger, and it was still there. So, obviously, if it was someone who was trying to get stuff for money, you would take the diamond. And you would take the other stuff. And there's plenty of things they could have taken. Because it was a nice neighborhood. But... It just looked like someone came in the garage, shot her, and just ran away. So, of course, they were like, well, where's her husband? Like, who lives here? Where's he at? He's nowhere to be found. And they always go check for that. Yeah, so they're like, he could have done something. Like, where's he at? Maybe was, he's a victim. Maybe he didn't. Who true. knows? Was he, he actually, out of town? He was in Florida. Okay, I thought I remembered yep. something about that. He was in Florida on a scuba vacation with some friends. Okay. And, of course, they let him know by phone why they were tracking him down and what had happened. And, he, of course, burst into tears, and he was very grief-stricken. But one thing that was very odd was he didn't ask how she died. Okay. So he didn't Not like, what happened. He was just like, oh, no. Like, but I would have some questions. Right, I would, too. If someone like, called me, happen? and I'm like, Where did they what? Find her? we found, you know, your husband in the, in the garage. Like, okay. what? Did he slip on something? Did he right. break his neck? Did he, like... Right. Does it look like I somebody was stab himself? Right. Like, what happened? He Did had no questions whatsoever. Yes. So that's always kind of like a. Uh, and he can't really. And he can't really go on that because a lot of people we talk about it. They grieve different ways. There's a million different ways to process it. I grief is horrible and it's a roller coaster and it makes people do crazy things. It makes people think. But you have things. some questions. But you would have. I think you would At have least questions. One or two. But right. if yeah, so it was kind of a red flag that they didn't have any questions. And, um, but there was no evidence. There was no physical evidence whatsoever. So then they start phone calling, like looking through phone records and like figuring out what's going on. And they had figured, found this Rose Vincent. Okay. They found out her and that he had had an affair with her. So, so he'd had an affair with her while married. Right. Because they had been together before. They have. And okay. then it, apparently he was a love of her life and she couldn't ever let him go. Her car broke down. And I use that in quotation marks yes. in front of the funeral home. And he, she needed his help. Oh, how so convenient. It kind of, yeah, how convenient. So then they kind of like, they rekindled their little thing, little fling they had going on. And apparently she thought it was more serious and he needed a problem to gotcha. get his wife. So, I mean, that was convenient for him too. So, and of course, in her mind, she probably was thinking, you know, we'll get the insurance policy. He's going to marry me and I'll be the next Mrs. Bowling. And I can wear the fancy dresses and go to the parties and, because I'm from Middlesex, and now I can be in woo, Rocky Mount, which is not that far from yes. that up. Anyway, we are so much more. So funny. Um, so they played it. All the shows were like she wants. She wanted to be his wife, basically. And um, but he agreed to pay her fifty thousand dollars, 
and he's going to go away on a scuba trip so he wouldn't be anywhere near. Okay. Can't, you can't blame him if he's not in town. He didn't do it. And told her, like, how to open the garage, when the garage will be open, like, what time she leaves for work, do it on this day. So she had no idea. She was just getting ready to leave to go to work. And she's, she's just shot. Just gunned down on her job. Ambushed. Garage. Ambushed. And so she just, like, she she shot at her, and she, like, she shot her in her stomach, and, and just, like, not, actually, she probably didn't even want to, she probably terrified herself. Right, yeah. Um, but thought she had to go, and, and. And thought that she needed that for love, but she uh, didn't, that wasn't true. Well, and, of course, all the CCTV cameras, because they had security cameras in the neighborhood, and, of course, they were all disconnected. Oh, okay. In the house, so the garage camera, like, none of Convenient. them was caught on camera. Um, but she actually worked at Food Line. She was a cashier That's at what I was Food Line, she worked, yes. um, which is like right up the road, like five five minutes from the house, that area. And so, um, horrible, horrible, horrible situation. So they actually threw phone records and things of that yeah, nature. Did they find? Like, oh, they were a money trail. contact the day, okay. the day, the day, or whatever. But I don't think, um, I don't think there was a money trail per se, like paid for it because. He probably hadn't paid her. He probably hadn't paid her yet. And that um, money was, he had money trouble. So it was probably going to come from the life insurance. That's policy. right. That's right. So he had to cash yeah. out on that. So, um, yeah. Craziness. So what did, what was the outcome of, did they get first degree murder? Second, well, so Rose got second degree. Um, she got 29 years, and they didn't say without the possibility of parole, but she, currently she's still locked up um, in the women's prison in Raleigh. But Mark actually uh, died in Sampson Correctional Institution in Clinton, but it, he was, it said died of natural causes. Really? Yes. He was, how old was he when this happened? He was 47 when it happened, and that was in 2006. Okay. So I guess it could be natural causes. Okay. So. But the way the article is written, and that's another thing. Articles these days, man, does anybody proofread? Are they doing like Here work me. from home, penny by the word, just post it to get news out? Because it was written so badly. And headlines are horrible. Because it was They're like horrendous. Mark Bowling, 47, dies of natural causes in Samson Correctional Institution. I mean, his wife at her time of death was 50, so he was 47 when it happened. And obviously, so like it's been 60s. a while. So, natural causes make sense for a 60 to 80-year-old. But not 47. But not 47. Yes. In fact, I looked at your son the other day, a while ago, and I was like, natural causes at 47? That doesn't sound right. No. You just naturally die at 47? Yes. But it was the way the article was written, so. Yeah, articles are not written well. And there's like headlines, gram headlines gram grammatical errors in the yes. headlines. It's craziness. This world is insane. It is. I mean, something well written is very important in this day and time. Just for understanding, having commas in the right place and correct punctuation. Oh my gosh, don't remind me of my English one on one class. I still have to take it. Because <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to do it because I don't like it. But you want to write well and be well spoken. Oh. And so. But yes, yeah, very sad that greed and, and self-pleasure. Yes. And it, it was sad for so many lives when his wife, Julie, is just, I know she had a lot of good friends in the area. Yeah. And, is it, and anyone who's murdered or hurt 
They don't think they about have it affecting friends. anyone other than the one person that they want to get rid of. Very tunnel vision. This solves my this problem. This doesn't ripple out to anyone else. This solves my problem. That's right. And that's not where we find It's hope. a very narcissistic thing to do. Not very. Yes. Don't murder people. But So he's gotten his pay and it's very sad. And hopefully Rose has realized what she should have done. I guess she was around the same age. So she's probably in her 60s. Too. I think she was a little younger than okay. him. I think it didn't didn't mention her age, and that's probably me doing poor um, poor research. Usually, I look up this stuff ahead of time. Hey, we, we were rolling with it today, yeah, guys. Thank y'all for being patient <laughs> with us, and hope you enjoy it. It's kind of like a live one. We're doing it on the fly. Yeah, we had to. It's just like we said, life. But and there's more stories from our area that we we want to do. We're just talking about some that we'll research later and um, have more in detail. And we were just talking about getting a Patreon, maybe, and doing different levels. This um, coming year, because things are growing, we do have ratings now. Keep sharing Thank you. Us. Yes. Thank you, everyone. Um, we have a Facebook group who's steadily growing. I know we don't post a lot because we do have lives, but I haven't got the scheduling thing down yet or planning ahead. I barely can figure out what I'm doing. I don't even know what I'm doing for dinner tonight, y'all. It's like 9 o'clock. So <laughs> <laughs> just to give you a little ins- insight. Right. One day at a time. My child has eaten, and he will go to bed. But what I'm doing for dinner, I don't know. One day at a time. At a time. Two hours at a time. That's right. One minute at a time. <laughs> at least oh your child Lord. is eating. Yes, so. my child is eating. He has taken care of. And he has a dentist appointment next week. I do take care of other things. Myself, I'm a hot mess. <laughs> Bless my heart. We myself. <laughs> oh, that word. Well, thank that y'all word. for joining us. And Yes, and I can't say that. So we'll see you when we see you. That's right. We'll start saying that. We'll see That's you when right. we see you. It may Hopefully be next soon. week. It may be two weeks. That's right. Who knows? But when we do, we always have fun. And you can find us That's at right. our Facebook page and our email. And you can always just remember your thing. If you do the crime, it's going to catch up with you in time. And <laughs> we'll talk about it. <laughs> have a great week or month. Yes. <laughs>